0: Insights with Imagio. My name's Bridget Lacey and as always I'm joined by Imagio Group Managing Director Sam Maxwell. Uh, Sam, last week we dropped part one of episode two which deals with drugs in sport. Uh, Fantastic to hear from Alana Boyd during that that part of the episode about her experiences over her career. Um, But this week we want to delve a little deeper into the whole system, the whole framework. I guess which is something you've kind of had to come to grips with over your career as um, managing all these athletes that you do. Um, But it's been a big weekend, again, um, in the issue in terms of Sun Yang's hearing. um, The Court for Arbitration of Sport, of course, hearing that after WADA appealed FINA's decision to let Sun Yang off with a warning in regards to a um, file of his blood being destroyed. Um, first of all, did you catch any of it or any of the coverage and, and what did you sort of make of what came out of it?
1: Bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a, probably uh, an incident that's, that's really kind of, you know, brought home in Australia given the, the tension between, you know, Sun Yang and, um, and, and Mac Horton. Um, and, I mean, I just, I just can't believe it's probably dragged on, you know, this, this long. Um, it's, he's, he's, he's been... He's in a lot of strife. Um, So I'll be interested to see what happens and uh, how that all all comes to play over the next little bit.
0: There were some... I mean, obviously, clearly, Sun Yang's under pressure in this scenario, but it does feel as well that WADA is under a bit of pressure and and criticism through this process. Um, The court itself, um, a little bit uh, under pressure too. They didn't get a lot right, as in the translators um, weren't necessarily... In place that needed to be in place, Sun Yang, um, that sort of stuff is kind of, you know, <laughs> how does that happen? And then wider, of course, some people questioning that maybe they're not accountable enough. They they ask a lot of accountability from the athletes, but maybe they're not they're not um, as accountable as they should be. So um, I, I suppose this is what happens when you go and you go into a court. It can be both sides that that sort of can be on trial a little bit.
1: I think you're right, and I think it's um, it's yeah, they're they're charged with trying to present the you know that the facts, and um, yeah, it's been sort of presented you know the other way as well, and that sort of then then that throws a little bit of doubt or uncertainty into the you know in, into the situation of, of Sun Yang and, and what's happened there. But um, let's see what happens over the next yeah little bit. I, I believe he's in a he's in a bit of strife. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and we'll wait and see. There's
0: a little bit of Hollywood about it, of course. I know. He uh, he's. Very much fits the villain the bill, particularly here in Australia where we we support our own and, and he even took time out to have a go at the Australian Media and Mac Horton during had a, the hearing. So had a
1: good um, old through crack. the
0: translator of course once they got that sorted. So anyway, that's something we'll we'll keep an eye on um, in the next uh, weeks and months. I think it it probably will stretch on into next year as well. Interesting uh, with, with that new, with
1: obviously, you know, Tokyo around the corner yeah. and kinda of what um yeah, what impacts that will have at the same time as well.
0: Um, but uh, we wanted to first of all get stuck into, I guess, the wider picture of of the drug codes, um, break it down a little bit so that so that you can understand um, the issue a little bit better. So Sam, can you explain a little bit? Um, I guess the broader framework around um, the drug testing. Obviously, it's different sometimes different sports and they have different policies in place, etc. But uh, can you give us a bit of a broad understanding of how it all works?
1: Yeah, so I guess in Australia, um, or in, any, you know, in any country for that matter, so WADA, so the World Anti-Doping Authority, so they're founded with the aim of bringing consistency to um, anti-doping policies and there are three main things I guess that, that they do. One is the, the co-compliance, um, secondly is an education side of things for the athletes um, and a third is sort of the science and the medical research side of things that they do, and there's other things as well. But they're the main, I believe, for the main things as they relate to, you know, the um, the athletes from a from a drug uh, performance enhancing um, side of things. And then in Australia, um, so ASADA, so the Australian Sports Anti-Doping Authority. Um, this is the body that. That monitors um, and regulates um, anti-doping, you know, in uh, in Australia. And there's two things, um, I guess, that that they're they're in charge of. As we said, the um, the monitoring, and secondly, that they're charged with the authority to, I guess, present cases um, on behalf of you know sporting you know sporting bodies. I guess as we speak to um, about you know drug tests and um, and testing and all of that, there's there are two main types of of tests there's an incompetent an in-competition test and an out-of-competition test so in the afl you may hear them refer to as on match day as well so in-competition test is is pretty much anything on the day that that athlete competes Um, for example a it may be a tennis player after they've they've finished a match they'll get a a tap on the shoulder, um, and as we heard you know, Alana Boyd talk last week, um, the process that, that goes through, um, that they go through with that, it may be a track and field athlete after they've completed a raise, completed an event, um, whatever it may be, there'll be a representative who will literally follow them until they've you know, completed, the, completed and returned um, the sample. The second, which is probably not as, not as maybe well known, as the, um, is the out of competition test. So that is um, where an athlete can be tested um, at any time. You know, If an athlete, as Alana mentioned last week, is on what they call the whereabouts list, um, the athlete has to nominate a one-hour period um, in a, in, on any given day at the address at, at which they'll be. Um, and uh, an ASADA uh, representative uh, may come to that address um, at that time period, and take a sample. Um, you, uh, you see, a lot of the players, a lot of the athletes, will you know list a time early in the morning, so sort of between you know six or seven a.m., where they're you know still sleeping, and you know they hear a hear a knock at the door or a knock at the the hotel um, on the hotel door to yeah to provide a sample. And the, the tricky thing with that, from an athlete side of things, is um, particularly in sports, they're always They're always moving. In terms of tennis, is is a great example. You know, as soon as you lose, you're on to the next tournament. So it's it's a process of actually, you know, keeping uh, keeping up to date, keeping your dress current. um, Because if you do if you do if you are tested uh, in that in that one hour period, and they rock up at an address where you're not, um, yeah, as Alana said last week, you can uh, yeah you're issued with a strike and yeah three strikes in the period and. um, yeah, that's an anti-doping violation.
0: And how many of your clients would be on that whereabouts list
1: currently? So it depends every year. At the moment, off the top of my head, I think I've probably got five. I think I've got five athletes on the whereabouts list. Um, and look, it is a it is a process. It's something that um, the athlete has to be responsible for. But it's something that you know, as part of their support team, that we that will assist and oversee. So we have, their, we have their logins and why we, we make, well, make sure that um, the addresses are current, they're up to date and particularly when there's movements um, from hotels, um, travel days and those types of things that everything is, um, everything is up to date and it's current such that there's not going to be a, um, a mistest just for um, you know, an administration you know, side of things. It is the athlete's responsibility um, but you know where we can assist as much as possible. Um, that's something that we get involved with, you know, on a regular on a regular basis.
0: Now we know wider and ASADA are interested in, in anti-doping. And, yep. But there's some codes that have, um, I guess, a social policy, if you like, to address illicit drugs amongst their players. Um, their AFL being being one of these, but it's, it is a bit of a complex one as well because. Um, under ASADA and WADA rules, if you are t- you test positive to some illicit substances on a match day, for example, that is considered performance enhancing as well. So there is some crossover there, but essentially if you're tested away from competition um, yeah, under these codes and illicit drugs are found, they can be found, but they're, they're not something that ASADA or WADA care about out of competition. Um, but there are policy, for example, the AFL drugs policy, they go out and test and basically keep track of, of players' illicit drug use in that sense. Um, that, I guess, complicates things a little further in people's minds. It can get a little bit blurred, and we saw that with the really Willy really Rioli really scenario, didn't we, out there in the public?
1: Yeah, that's right. Because I guess think you know people think you know I've been drug tested and it's all lumped under the same under the same banner. And they're very, they're, they're, they're three very distinct you know things. As I said, there's the illicit illicit drugs policy, which and not all codes you know not, not all codes have one. Um, the AFL is, as you said, um, have have theirs and illicit. If you test positive to an illicit substance um, on match day. Um, that is considered, as you said, you know, performance, um, performance, or some substance is considered performance-enhancing. Um, on the other side, as we said, there's um, there's the in-competition tests which happen on match day, and others that will happen um, out of competition as well.
0: So, um, can you give us um, some examples in your time managing some of your players? That I know you mentioned a couple to me in the past. Just, so, I guess, some little quirky things that have happened in regards. I just with dealing with with the system on a daily basis
1: yes there's probably a couple that come to mind i mean um the the some of the i wouldn't say amusing ones but given the the out of competition tests and the because the athlete needs to put it at a time when they know where they'll be and given training and work and recovery it's always it's always pretty it's always pretty tricky so um a lot of the players as i said will will put it at first thing in the morning um and i've you know there's stories of um of of my athletes absolutely wrecked and exhausted after after training and they've put theirs at you know five to six a.m and there's a you know there's a knock at the door and um yeah kind of in your dressing gown trying to you know trying to give a trying to give a sample and joining um yeah joining them you know on the breakfast table nearly until it's all uh, until it's all been done so there's there's that side of thing that i guess a lot of people don't don't realize but then there, there's i've had instances where a couple of our cyclists um who are in in competition you're always moving to a new um to a new race to a new hotel and the old app that you, um, or the old website that you have to use to uh, to update your your details, always used to crash. Um, and there was yeah a couple of instances where you're trying to the athletes are trying to to update their details in terms of addresses, and often you don't even know to the last second you know where you're going to be staying. Um, so that was a couple of instances, curly ones. With that, but it's just about being prepared and being vigilant um and and knowing that that's part of you know drug testing is is part of the life of an elite athlete it's something that's not told but you know we want to play we want to play in a clean a clean sport as you were saying before you know Australians you know pride themselves on um pride themselves on that and it's frustrating it's annoying but it goes with you know it goes with the life of, of being an elite athlete
0: it's i guess um one of the things People were a little bit mixed up about in the whole Willy Riley scenario. (laughs) And we still don't know why he allegedly tampered with a sample. But there was a suggestion that he was concerned that he was going to have an illicit test strike, which, if you know the system, couldn't have possibly happened on that day because he was being tested by Asada. And Asada, as we said, out of competition, don't care about your illicit substances. How much education, for example, I mean most of your clients don't have an illicit drugs policy to worry about, but how much education do you have to do? do your clients have to do to I guess navigate all of this look, and, and is it something you have to update regularly as well? yeah,
1: look, similar to what I said before that, you know the d- drug testing is is um, is part of the course for for being an elite athlete and and there's a lot of education that that comes with that um, you see. Each of the, the governing bodies will, you know, circulate um, you know pamphlets and, and handouts um, and, and conduct you know regular sessions on um, on 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 everything really from from what's on the list, what's um, what's prohibited, um, the changes that are, that are coming. Like the list from WADA for 2020 um, came out a couple of weeks ago. So as an example, the you know just recently received um, a detailed update from each of the tennis the tennis bodies. Um, and how that you know relates to the athlete, so they know what they, what they can and what they can't take. Um, they all know from a testing side of things what they, what they have to do if an athlete is coming on onto the whereabouts list for the first time, um, they're given a whole lot of resources. Um, to and how to how to manage that and that 's probably something where we probably get a little bit involved with as as well, given you know we've you know as a, a management group we 've been you know, doing this for you know for for ten years now, so one of our athletes may be new you know to it but we're we're um, yeah we 've done it for a while and um, it, and that 's the thing there, nobody's out to no no governing body's out to trick. To trick the athletes. You now we we we're all on the same page. We want to, you know, they want a clean sport. So there's a lot of education that comes. Um, and I said before, the, the athletes know that this is just part of part of the life. I've been an elite athlete, and um, yeah, for the most part, they should be across this. And I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy um, for, for those who, um, yeah, who who play, you know, who play dumb. Um, they're given the training, they're given the education, and, and they really should know.
0: Do you, have you ever had athletes say, you know, to you, for example, maybe they don't need to come to you for this, but is it, or oh, is this? Have you heard anything about this supplement, or the, is this all right to take? Does that happen very often, or do they have another avenue that they can go with that? Or? Great,
1: great question. So. Any time an athlete is going to is going to take sort of something, you know, something new, they will always get it. They'll always get it checked, and we sort of say there's you get it checked in a couple. Firstly, they'll they'll check it themselves. Um, we'll you know we will check it, but most importantly, is it will be checked by um, by the doctor, uh, the of of the team, um, or whoever, whatever it may be. So there's there's three there's three checks, um, and also the the physicians who are um who are seeing these guys are, are trained in you know that they know what can and can't be taken you know the the lay person on the street can can go and get something from you know from a doctor that um that can't be taken you know by by elite athletes so the doctors and the sports um medicos know the rules um and everything is checked to make sure that there's going to be no um you know touch wood no um yeah no chance of a, of a positive test
0: because it's pretty rare to, when someone gets charged for them to say, put their hand up and say, yeah, yeah, I'm guilty. It's it's normally you hear them say, oh, look, I've inadvertently taken this or I'm not sure how it got into my system, that sort of stuff, which is interesting given what you say about all the education and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think,
1: you know, and the thing is you always just make sure that, you know, you, you know what you're taking, you look, look at it and you get it you get it checked. There are instances as well where if you might be taking a product, but that product then has, you know, it's a... It's a slight variant, or there's There's a new one, and you think that that it's the same. The packaging might look the same, um, so it just makes you sure that you just check it, triple check it, um, and just yeah, just cross everything to make sure that there's not going to be um yeah, not going to be a positive test.
0: And in terms of the the system as a whole, I mean, it has come in for a lot of criticism lately, and particularly around this Sun Yang case, there are a few people actually going after Wada than rather than and a little bit in support of Sun Yang um, as well. So, do, overall, do you think it's working? Is there any room for change anywhere you think? Because you know we've had some very famous cases over the years, like Armstrong, none more famous than him. But, of course, the suggestion always was that he never really tested positive under any of these regimes. I mean, I think he technically did, but he got out of it. Um, But having said that, the number of times he would have been tested that he was cleared um, is a bit of a concern, probably, for the system. And I suppose it always will be that uh, potentially those doping are, are ahead of the testers, in a sense.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. There's always going to be, you know, while um, while drug testing is has come along in, in leaps and bounds, you know, the other side is that yeah, there'll always be, you know, it's a high pressure, it's a high pressure situation, and you know, with you know a lot of a lot of money at stake, and you'll see people will try to you know to go to great lengths to to, to dodge the system, and you know, it's kind of at what point are they going to? Is the system going to you know catch catch up with them? So I think um, it's that the measures are being in place to um to to catch you saw you know the the nike oregon project um recently the track and field um with alberto salazar um and everything that's gone on there so i think it's it's definitely it's it's definitely moving in in the right direction there's going to be times where as i said earlier it's going to seem onerous it's going to see um it's, it's going to be time-consuming, but um, like anything, the, the processes can always be better. But at the end of the day, as I've said a couple of times in, in this conversation, yeah, you know, we everyone wants a clean sport, um, and I think we're moving in that direction.
0: Well, it's been uh, a very interesting topic to discuss over uh, a couple of parts of this episode, Sam. Um, certainly a lot to get through, but we feel like we have... Um, Maybe cleared a couple of things up for people and, and giving them a, a window into the world of an elite athlete and what goes on. Uh, for next week, what have we got in mind to talk about, Sam?
1: I think probably you know, from a particular and a cricket sense, you've seen the the issues of you know mental health, um, but more from the side of view, more from the point of view of um, you know how I guess you know social media is has really played a played a role in. Um, in in the mental health of uh of of athletes um that's something that we deal with on a you know on a regular basis um so yeah i think we'll delve into that a little bit deeper and uh see how we go look forward to it